dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Can't make this up podcast number 57, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Uh, behind the curtain. We are taping this a week ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Mother's Day right now. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, especially mine. Absolutely, man. Well, I know you got some good Mother's Day memories, man. I sh- share one of your favorite oh, Mother's man. Day memories with, with the people. <laughs> you know what? One of my favorite mom stories is uh, me catching a fade. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's mine, too, actually. <laughs> uh, I just remember um, my brother will just say, got into a little issue. Yeah. He got into a little issue with some uh, some peoples around the way. And me being the younger brother, I'm always want to help my big brother out and uh, save the day. Little did I know, this trouble wasn't just a regular old schoolyard fight. This was some some big boy type of shit that yeah. little brother needs to keep his ass now. So <laughs> I find myself running down the street to save my older brother. And my mom came out the crib so quick, so fast. <laughs> I never seen my mom run ever in her life until that day. She ran out the house. Scoop me up by the neck, drag me back in the house, ever to save and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so, <laughs> shouts out to my moms, man. Yeah. Always keeping that discipline in the household. <laughs> man, my 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 funny Mother's Day story, I always tell this when I'm around people and my mom, like just to like make her feel bad. But it was <laughs> As a, you should. It was an old department store called Hills back in the day. Okay. And, uh, I had went in there and stole some bubble gum. <laughs> so, I'm in the back seat, probably on two or three pieces by now just <laughs> tearing it up and she's like what you chewing back there i'm like uh some gum <laughs> where'd you get it from school i'm like oh, okay she like ready to tell me the truth i'm like i took it <laughs> turns the car around pulls right in front of the store like go to the service desk and ask for the manager and tell him what you did wow i'm like where i'm probably like nine somewhere around there, eight nine ten something like that so i'm like shaking walking into this store i go to the front desk like i need to speak to the manager of course, this manager was like 6'5", burly, country white boy. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Hey, boy. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I stole some gum. My mom made me bring it back. I handed it to him. He gave me this big lecture about going to jail and all this stuff. And I mean, it was a it was a moment I remember the rest of my life, so it mm-hmm. worked. But, uh, you know, scared straight type of moment. <laughs> and uh, walk out of the store, mom leaning against the car. She's still in the front, like not no parking spot, front and center, like blocking the front door type of parked. I'm walking out. Now I had a loose tooth. Uh-huh. Okay, so knew I had a loose tooth, and I walked out. And she goes to like hit me, and I like must have ducked, and she caught me right in the face. Bam! Uh. Tooth come flying out, <laughs> bleeding all down my face in front of this store. People walking in and out of the store, like what? The? What is she doing to him? I'm like crying. She like he had a loose tooth. Like she's like <laughs> letting people have it. She just furious. But I always tell that story because like. To, to walk up on that, you see a child bleeding from a right. smack. You like Jesus. So it was one of the things that you know that I wouldn't get off in 2017. Oh no, she, you in cuffs. Yeah, she she had them uh, the people at the door for show. So that's a funny story I always tell, man. But my mom, man, she's been a one since day one, man. She's mm-hmm. she. I was the only child, you know, single parent, and 
there's there's not a day in my life that I that I can't think of where mom's wasn't monumental in it. So absolutely, man. Another quick story about my mom. She's a crier. Yeah. And uh, you know, me being her youngest or whatever, when the day I left for Wright State, she couldn't handle, you know, a lot of uh parents bring their kid to school, sign them up for classes that first day of classes mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. My mom can't handle that type of stuff. Yeah. So my brother and my cousin moved me into Wright <laughs> State. And so she boohooed the whole day we packing the car. She boohooed as we left. First time I come home to visit, probably about, I was only gone probably for like a week or two. <laughs> I leave again, she boohoo's. Yeah. So like to this day, if I catch her at the right moment, you know what I'm saying? I'm super grown now. Right. She still cries when I leave town. That's dope. So, I mean, it's like, man, my moms, I love you so much. But that's like, I I forget, man. I don't know. It's probably like the time I came home for Christmas. You know, when you come home for Christmas, you there for an extended period of time. So you there for like a whole month. You you back into your regular routine. You hanging around the house. You going to kick it with the homies. You hanging out with moms and all that type of stuff. You got four weekends planned out for sure. Yeah, man. And that time. I cried too. I was like, yeah. man, I'm about to be gone for like God knows how long this time. Like there's not a not a holiday in sight that I'm coming home for. So yeah. I make it a point to make sure I go home for every Mother's Day. Like this is like something on my calendar that I that's non negotiable with people at work. I was like, Look, yeah. man, we can negotiate Christmas, uh, you know what I'm saying, summertime with the crazy hectic schedule at the radio station, I understand, but two holidays are non-negotiable. Yeah. Thanksgiving, which is my mom's favorite holiday, and Mother's Day. Those are non-negotiable with me, dog. Especially when you're in a, a, a blessed position to only be a couple hours away yeah. and not, not in Seattle or yeah. Vegas or L.A. trying to get back, you know, so it's like taking advantage of those of that three-hour drive and, yeah. and getting home and just being there. You know, that's, that's all that really matters, you know, just being there. So. Absolutely, man. So special... Mother's Day edition of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Yeah, man, we just uh, we just thankful for our mothers, and we would love to hear some of y'all stories, man. Feel free to hit us up on You Can't Make This Up podcast at Gmail and share any stories you got, man. We would love to hear them. Absolutely, and we about to jump into an interview with the homie Mark R. Stark, another young buck out here very close to his mom. People not familiar with his story, man. He is from Dayton, Ohio, went to Thurgood Marshall High School, uh, got a D1 scholarship, played ball at Ball State, then Buckets. transferred to Wright State, my alma mater, by the way, and uh, got lots of buckets, but now he's about to graduate from Wright State and then transfer to another institution of uh, higher learning or take his talents to the pros. We don't know yet, but uh, we had a chance to chop it up with him and uh, talk about his decision, his process about where he's going to go to school next year and what prompted him to come back to Wright State and uh, now actually graduate and now leave Wright State for a better institution. Yeah, man, let's push the goddamn button. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Can't make this up podcast. Got a special guest, Killer. Yeah, man, this is this is a, this is one of your alums. <laughs> yeah. Your neck of the woods. Your neck of the woods. <laughs> Them Wright State Raiders got to represent, man. Mark R. Stark, what's good, man? What's good with it? Can't call it, man. So we just going to jump into it, man. You know... Kind of hurts my heart that you might be leaving Wright State. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) There ain't no mites about it, bro. It's too big a salute, man. Now, I remember you playing at Thurgood in high school and everything. Then you went to Ball State. Then I saw you was coming to Wright State. I was like, oh, 
Young boy got some game, man. Yeah. I seen you play over there at the flying to the hoop versus one of them Las Vegas teams with all these dudes that's going to here and going there. I was like, yo, young boy held his own. Not only held his own, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, man, you had like 25. You had a high leading scorer in that game. I seen you make a shot. You sitting on your ass made a shot. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, dude got game. And uh, he going to right state. I'm all about it, man. Yeah. But now you're graduating. <laughs> Most importantly, you're graduating. Mm -hmm. So much props for that. But you leave in right state, so your options are wide open right now, right? Yes, sir. Um, well, I mean, leaving right state is hard. Like I told Justin, um, it's a hard decision. I'm not gonna be around my family anymore. Um, it's tears of joy though, but I mean, it's still the hardest decision. It hurts my heart that I'm have to leave my family and my friends and the um legacy and the fan base that I built around here. But it's just for big, bigger and better opportunities. For sure, man. And you put up over a thousand points in just two years, man. Yes. Uh. You get buckets. <laughs> you get buckets. You ain't got to be modest. It's a podcast. You can okay. say what you want. Right. You get buckets. I mean, that's just plain and simple, man. Yeah. That's just that's just who I've been all my whole life, just watching great score. So, I mean, that's what I like to do, and that's what I think I'm going to do for a long time. Facts. What, what was your upbringing in basketball, like like AAU, and like what was that like for you as a child? Like, was it was it nonstop from a certain age? Like, when did it really? Oh uh, yeah. Once once I decided to get into it. And, you know, when people doubt me, I know things from ninth grade that people said said about me about basketball. And it's still, still to this day, it, it motivates me to continue to keep working and get to the level that I think I should be at. Yeah. So what's the end goal, man? Are you trying? Is it NBA right now? Or is it like, you know, you're going to transfer to a higher <laughs> level of uh, college basketball, or are you just keeping your options wide open right now? Uh, my options is open right now. I'm um, pretty sure I'm going to get NBA workouts still. Um, but um, during that process, I'm going to um, probably go to another school to um, fulfill my draft status and my draft prospect ability. Um, um, for me, you know, I was a second-round draft pick at the end of the year. Um, I actually went to undrafted. Now, being that more people are starting to enter, so um, if I'm not going to be able to get drafted, um, I'm just going to come back next year, and hopefully I can be a first-round draft pick next year and do whatever i got to do to um, be that. Dope, dope. Any uh, particular schools on that list right now? Um, I have a few schools. Um, Louisville, Pitt, Georgetown. Um, Georgetown? Yeah, Big mm. Pat. Big Pat called Pat me. Pat Ewing? Big Pat called me. It was, it was a surprise. He, you I got love, a call from Ewing? Pat, top 50 greatest, top five centers. That's, it was a impressive that he called me and wanted me to come play for him and be his guy so wow that's dope that's dope and playing you know i'm a syracuse fan <laughs> so i know about that rivalry going way back and you know what i'm saying if you do go to georgetown i will be rooting against you when y'all play the kids. <laughs> so i just gotta keep it real <laughs> two three zone <laughs> so what else schools is on there you said uh i have lsu um south carolina and then um, South Carolina the, coming off the Final Four, mm -hmm. and probably the last one is um, Illinois. Okay, Illinois, so yeah. just I'm hopefully within the next two weeks I have get all these visits done and have my decision by the end of next month. How's Man. that process go? That's just awesome. It's it's um <laughs> it's tough. When when I got my release papers, I literally have forty fifty calls, and within just that day, I haven't talked on the phone as much. I mean this much in my life mm -hmm. the last month. So it's been like a little bit overwhelming, but I'm just thankful and grateful for the opportunities that I'm getting. 
and to have a um, hard decision, to have decisions to make. So yeah, that's how I live life, man. You got to be blessed to be wanted, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. be, and be in a position to tackle that dream. And I know for me as a fan watching basketball, man, it's like, you know, you might be busy in your day and you catch the highlights and it's always – it's always your name up there, and you're like, and you know, you're from the city, and so mm-hmm. it's like, no matter what, that love, like, man, I'm rooting for you, I'm rooting for you, rooting for you. So I know that process got to be hard. Talk about it just for like a kid that's in high school that's kind of going through that. Like when you have to make those decisions and have to really sit down and decide, this is a life decision in my life. Like, how, like how much, how much time and detail do you spend really just focusing on that decision and knowing that this is going to be a life, a life changing decision. Well, in high school, um, it wasn't really more of my, I mean, it, w- it was my decision, but it was more of everybody's output because, you know, I'm a 17-year-old kid and I really don't know the way to go and I really don't know what life has in store for me. Mm-hmm. But for for now, it's it's pretty much my decision. You know, my mom is basically wanting me to come back to Rice State just so that she could see me get my um, education. So I did that for my mom and mm-hmm. she told me this, um, this go-around of recruiting that it's on you. You want to fulfill your dreams, do whatever you have to do because at the end of the day, you I just turned 22 and I'm gonna have to live the rest of my life with the decision I make um for my next school. So exactly. this is gonna be a lifelong decision. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy you having that opportunity for yourself, brother. Yeah, Appreciate absolutely, it. man. It. Talk about the biggest difference between that whole recruiting process when you first went to Ball State. Oh, it's a huge difference. Um, these these guys are. Brutal and brutally honest until really? what they want, what they want from me, and um, how they want to get me, and they're they're willing to do a lot of things to um, do that. So you know, out of high school, I wasn't really recruited. I recruited at the mid major, low major level, but now since you know I don't prove myself to a certain extent, they um coming at me very hard and very. So this is a very tough decision. I uh built relationships with a lot of different coaches um during this process, and hopefully, no matter what school I picked, that we can continue those relationships. For sure, like, what are they telling you need to work on on your game to, to propel you to that next level to the NBA? Um, more of sharpening some of my things up. You know, my turnovers. I had a high rate of turnovers this um year. And but that's a high usage rate. I mean, like yeah. they gave you the ball. You were responsible for a lot of action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I mean, I'm not gonna perp like I'm a basketball aficionado, <laughs> man. But you know what I'm saying? Like I watch Wright State because that's my school. Like right. I like even though. In years past, we've been trash. I still watch. <laughs> hey, it's my school. I'm rooting for them. I'm watching. And, you know, I watch with a higher keen of interest because you were playing there. And uh, it's something I've always had a problem with, Wright State, that we don't get guys from the actual city of Dayton. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so to actually have somebody from the city there that I seen playing high school actually play ball with your brother Q before a couple oh, yeah. times. So it's like, hey, man, not I, I know you, but hey. I know the kid. <laughs> right. I'm rooting even harder now. <laughs> right. So that usage rate is like, you know, it's kind of tenfold. It's like, hey, man, you, it's like kind of a Westbrook type of feel. Like, all right, man, he got a lot of turnovers, but hey, man, got the ball a lot. Right, he expected to do more. Right, right. Yeah, they, man. They're putting so, that pressure on you to lead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're telling you to work on that. What else? Um, Just taking, uh, I mean, being more efficient. I mean, more more of what I have. I, you know, I have a lot to my game. So for me, it's more of um. Sharpening up um, some of the edges and getting some of the things smoothing out and stuff like that. It's more of um, maturing, kind of, mm-hmm. and um, just being consistent on the, um, each and every given night. Man, your teammate came up here, man. Steve O. Yes, sir. He man. came up That's here. I man. chopped it up with him before he went to the uh, college slam dunk contest. He had that monster bang. 
because I watched it on DVR the next morning, <laughs> and then my guy came out there, tweaked his leg a little bit. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to bring it home because that first he game was nasty. Too. He would have. He would have. Steve-O got remarkable, incredible bounce. Like, yeah. He does stuff in practice. He put that thing on his on his ankles and dunk it <laughs> like LeBron. So, yeah, he's Steve-O, that's my man. Yeah, yeah, man. You set him up for one of them bangs, man, when he kept, cut through the lane, man. Talk yeah. about that play. Uh, y'all throwing it out. I told Steve, well, before every game, we getting on Sports Center today. <laughs> we getting on Sports Center. Our whole yeah. our whole goal was just to put Rice State on the map last year. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm I'm really like, like I feel kind of a way not being able to get them to the Horizon League tournament because at the end of the day, winning matters and getting rings and stuff matters to me. You know, the best players do it. So I feel like that I didn't do that. I feel like I'm leaving something, but. I mean, I hopefully that one day I can get one of them, maybe in the NCAA tournament next year or somewhere, but I just feel like I let uh, Wright State down a little bit by not getting them to the tournament. Yeah, man, you talk about that NCAA tournament, man. That's the stage. You know, that's mm-hmm. the stage where, you know, the lights are the brightest. You you look at the Lonzo Balls. You look at uh, Fox from down there in Kentucky. You see him put up like 39 on uh, <laughs> Lonzo Ball, and now his draft stock is through the roof. So, is that's that's what you want, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, being with these schools that I'm doing now, and me probably coming back next year for my fifth year, that's the stage I want, and I and I can't wait to for, to get there because then I just want to see that's where everybody see what you, what you made of. So I really want to get that stage. I'm highly competitive when when the, when the bright brightest lights come on. And I feel like that's when I'm gonna um, play at my best and really do show what I have. Facts, facts. What's the biggest thing you're going to miss from being at Wright State? Um, just being able to be around my family and friends. I mean, it's no, it's no, I mean, basketball is treating me good. Um, little things, little weird things happen. But other than that, just the overall overall um, environment, just my family and friends mostly, you know, it's it's hard to really lead them. It really is to know that they in Dayton where I'm somewhere else fulfilling my dreams and they mm-hmm. have work every day. It's hard. But, I mean, I got to do it for the better of all of us. Right. Facts, I think facts. everybody in life goes through that little time frame where, like, for me, I was young and I went to the military at 19 and all my friends went to college chasing the bitches, you know, all, <laughs> all, all, all the good things in life, you know. Yes, and sir. I, and I'm sitting back at home like, I don't want to be that guy. They're coming home to see for Christmas and they come out. I, I got to do something with my life. And it's like you reach that point where it's like, OK, I got to take the reins on this and, and make a decision and, and go get it. You know, so that's what that's what life, you know, you have to go through those things in life. And, and yeah. that, that's what make life life. So facts, man. Who would you grow up watching? Like, who's your favorite player? Player growing oh, up? Kobe, no doubt about it. That's <laughs> where I get. That's why I wear 24 now. That's why I want to take. 30 plus shots a night. <laughs> That's why I do all of that, just because Kobe, his mindset was crazy. And I, I mean, just how he went about his day, he didn't have to be liked by anybody. He just was himself. And that's how I try to be who, be like, kind of like, you know, I just, my, I'm just myself. If you don't like me, you don't like me. That's on you. But I'm in my own zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who going to win the chip this year in the NBA? <sighs> be careful. <laughs> this is recording. <laughs> I, I'm normally a Golden State Warriors fan since Kobe left, <laughs> but since like Draymond being a little disrespectful to the truth, he was dis- disrespectful to Paul Pierce. P double. Um, I'm gonna go with LeBron just because we in Ohio. He the king, so yeah, I'm gonna take LeBron. Okay, you can't, you okay. Can't bet against him. Yeah. King. All right. Last question before we slide up out of here, man. 
give Rice State advice on getting cats from Dayton. I look at young boy from Troutwood. He's going to Akron. And is he going to Akron or YSU? I can't remember. He ain't going to Wright State is the point. (laughs) And like I I bash my own school on Twitter constantly about, hey, he's the D2 player of the year. Might want to send him a letter Uh, or so-and-so. Just tons of guys from the city that can ball. Like I, I watch high school basketball and I see so many kids from this area that get overlooked. And what's something that Wright State can do? to show these kids that love that they deserve. And and for me, I, I take that challenge as a, you know, hey, man, you're not getting recruited by UD. It's University of Dayton. Come to Wright State. We could take that that element and, and force UD to play us with our own kids from the area. Uh, That's a touchy subject because <laughs> I think Dayton is really, it's, it's a um, city where people look at it as, troublemakers and stuff like that and me and for me I mean Wright State recruited me out of high school and he basically told me that he didn't want to be coaching me because he thought I was too competitive or too like <laughs> wrong yeah, answer yeah, too, <laughs> I'm just from a city where you know competitive is just how we are playing with emotions is how we are right. I mean, and people take that the wrong way but it's really not personal or anything it's just how we know how to play how we know how to get our ball yeah, yeah. But uh, for Wright State, I feel like they're it's not they're not doing a good job of getting these kids. It's a lot of a lot of good players in our city who's happen to go D two or happen to go to a different state to play. Where you got UD, okay, UD that might not want them, but come on, Wright State should be all picking over up them, all over them, all over them. I mean, if Wright I State was is, in charge, it'll be at least eight kids from Dayton yeah. on the team yeah. every time. And they're, they're definitely good enough. They're definitely talented enough. I, I went to go watch some of the AU games in Dayton around Dayton players, and I'm looking at these guys like, how are these guys not getting Division One offers? Mm-hmm. I, I plan ver- I'm playing versus guys around the world who I know they're better than right now. So, I mean, I just don't know how – People are going about that. Yeah, so, yeah, man, I can get on my soapbox about <laughs> this whole thing, man. I hate to see a kid go to, like, have to have to use that JUCO route as their crutch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there should be more opportunity, at least for the, just for the opportunity. Yeah. should be available for the local the local schools and, and, and tri-state area type of, you know, opportunities. Facts, so, man. Yeah. We'll definitely appreciate you coming through, I'm man. Good luck on your decision, man. Yeah, and wish you nothing but the best, it. man. Appreciate it. Do your thing. Yeah.